Welcome to podcast 135. My name is Mike Toledo. Joe Garcia is not going to be in this episode. He will be joining us most likely on the next one. Don't worry. He's good. He's okay. The uh, This podcast is a little bit different than uh, our normal one. As you may be aware or may not, uh, the founder of Mobile Tech Expo, Kevin Halewood, has passed the last this last uh, Sunday. And uh, before we begin the podcast um, and go in further, I would like to write. I, I can't even think straight right now. I would like to read something I wrote about Kevin. So if you don't know who he is, you're about to kind of understand who he was and what he brought to the table to this industry not just pdr but the the detailing industry the whole auto reconditioning industry so if you don't mind please give me uh, a second here of your time to listen to what kevin halewood in my eyes was to me and others When I think of Kevin Halewood, the heart and soul behind the Mobile Tech Expo, words seem to fall short. Kevin passed away this Sunday, leaving a space in our world that feels impossible to fill. His dedication was like nothing I've ever seen before. A true passion for enriching the auto reconditioning community, not just through his work, but by the very essence who he was. Kevin gave himself so freely pouring his heart into creating something that wasn't just an event, but a cornerstone of our lives and careers. The Mobile Tech Expo was never just about showcasing the latest tools and products. To Kevin, it was about building connections, fostering a sense of unity, and igniting a passion within all of us. I remember back in 2007, feeling nervous as hell about attending my first expo with my friend Vince D'Alessandro. Now, we were really unsure if we'd fit in, but what we found was something unforgettable. Thanks to Kevin and his incredible team, including his selfless wife, Karen, and his daughter, Kara, they worked tirelessly, not just to put on an event, but to create an experience that left us all recharged, full of new ideas, and looking forward to the future. Every year, no matter your role in the industry, whether you were there representing a tool company, offering detail services, or as a PDR technician like us, you left the expo feeling renewed. It was Kevin's energy, his undenying commitment to bringing people together. That made it so special. He envisioned a community where sharing, learning, and growing together was the heart of everything. And that's exactly what he created. Though Kevin is no longer with us, his legacy lives on in every conversation sparked, every deal made, and every new friendship formed at the Mobile Tech Expo. He showed us the power of coming together, sharing our knowledge, and supporting one another. That's the gift he gave us, and it's something we'll hold on to forever. To Kevin's To Kevin's family, please accept our deepest sympathies. We hope you find solace in knowing how much he was loved 
and how deeply he impacted all of us. His spirit and his vision have left an indelible mark on our hearts. Kevin, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You've given us more than you could ever have hoped for. Rest in peace and know that your legacy will continue to inspire and unite us for years to come. With all of our love, Mike, Mary, and the rest of the PDR industry, peace be with you. If you're willing to make a donation, they have a GoFundMe account. I have the link in the description or you can go to the uh, Facebook page of Dent Time. You'll see it there as well. Or my personal page, which some of you are friends, um, and you can go there. But uh, I'll leave the link below just uh, so it's easier. But uh, thank you for taking, uh, taking the time listening to this. And um, if you can do something, please feel free to make a donation. That would be very helpful. Uh, this podcast is obviously this Friday morning, so you should be hearing it somehow. Um, even if it's after, you can still make a donation. and It's going to help the, the family and the funeral costs and you know all the other things that go beyond and, and, and the hospital bills. I mean... I mean, I can't imagine how what what the cost of that is. Even if you have insurance, it's still still crazy. So, anything you guys can do, I I I really appreciate it if you guys would would think about contributing. Now, on to the podcast. The um, how was the? It's hard, kind of hard to switch gears, guys. So, the. Mobile Tech Expo 2024, you know, it wouldn't be where it's at now because of Kev, uh, due to because of Kevin Hillwood and his team. Sheldon's doing a tremendous job, you know, forefronting this, getting to where it's at now. I mean, it's technically, I think of it like a, a baton, right? You know, Kevin Hillwood passed the baton. He left his legacy. He knew exactly how this show was supposed to go, and he would have been there this this year. But obviously, for other circumstances, he couldn't. The thing I think that um, was really good about this pot, this this excuse me, this I, I'm still a little flustered about this MTE was there was a lot of new tools. To me personally, I I thought there was a lot of new stuff. Um, whether it was accessories, excuse me, accessories, whether it was uh, lateral tension, uh, glue pulling, cold glue, there was a lot to see. I didn't even get to all the boat of the booths, ladies and gentlemen. I really didn't. Uh, there were some PDR companies way in the back. To be honest with you, it's it was hard to get out of the middle, honestly. It was it was that that crazy in the middle. I didn't see Standliner. I I saw him, but I didn't have a chance to go there. They were busy. I, it was just hectic. I really wanted to go over there and check out some of their new tools, and I didn't get to check it out. But what I did buy is I bought Matt Bouillet's, uh cold glue slide hammer. You guys already know I had dibs on 
a um, the metal morph tips and the aluminum morph tips from ANSA. They were selling the retention system over there. James Lee from Alimidents had a brand new light. I guess that sold out quick. Cam Auto had a new lateral tension system, and plus their mini lifter, that their their tension mini lifter. Kiko had hemi tabs, which are kind of uh, curved crease tabs, like they're more concaved. Uh, they also had a new tab for that Hudson came out with uh, called the Tornadoes, which they were they were coned shafts, but still the f- same bottom as the uh, basically dead center tabs. So picture that the dead center tab itself, and then instead of the shaft being skinny, it was more coned and thicker. So you're probably going to get some longevity out of that. Matter of fact, I did a couple shots and tests, and they seem to work really good. Uh, Kiko has a new lateral tension system as well. It stays out of the way while you're laterally. I didn't get to demo it. I haven't had it in my hands yet. It is on its way, so I'll keep you posted on that. The camaraderie, as you guys know, and you probably heard other people talking about it, it's ridiculous. It's it's something that if you're going to make some new friends, if you're a stranger, you don't know. You're scared. You're not sure if it's going to work for you. Yes, it's going to work for you. You're going to do, you'll have fantastic time. Remember, when you go to these kind of events, you're not just networking, you're net worthing, right? You're, you're building connections that are going to help you make and have an opportunity to make more money. Specifically, hail techs or PDR techs are looking to maybe move or relocate. Maybe to get some extra help, maybe get some training, learn some new things at the at the seminars. So there's a lot that you're going to receive for the low cost that you're going to put out. Plus, you get to put your fingers on all these tools. If you're a competitor, very, very competitive PDR tech, and you want to show off your skills and see and have at it, check out the Dental Olympics. You could tag team with somebody, get in it with someone else. It just goes on and on. I know Jay Ma from Taiwan. It was his first time. He came with Kenji and the Japan group. Jay Ma was just overwhelmed. I think he, I think he spent more money than than ever, mostly everybody else there. I think he spent like six or seven grand in tools, but he was just overwhelmed in a good way. That's just one person, right, for the first time. The the events is 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 in a good way. It's almost getting too big because it's hard to get through the aisles. It's hard to talk to everybody. It's hard to like have a good conversation. And this is positive though, guys. It's it it. I think I think most of you will can have a good conversation. It was just for me, and a lot of people felt the same. Is like. You know, it's like you don't want to miss anything, but you don't want to miss that conversation. You know, I do my best when I'm out there to make sure that I talk. If someone stops me, I'm going to talk to them. I mean, I'm going to give them my attention. I'm never going to tell somebody I'm too busy. Just don't do that. But that's not what it's about. This is about people having an opportunity to discuss certain things and just share ideas and 
inspirations and things like that. So it was really good. What's my favorite tool so far? Oh, there's a lot, dude, honestly. it's And I haven't had all of them in my hand, too. I ordered some tools from Dentcraft, the 3.8s, double bends, 24-inch, 18-inch. Um, I ordered, you know, I got the, the Matt Bouillette one-handed slide hammer. The a, it's called the Long AR. Fantastic tool. It does its job. It's good. And I'm, I'm excited to keep on using it. I have it completely did more a lot of dents with it but i'm anxious to do it the tabs the like i mentioned earlier the hudson tabs the uh, tornado tabs pull really well so all these so far that i've i'm telling you i, I would get i would i would get james lee limited light fantastic cool light touch you just touch it with your finger lights turn on it's brighter it seems like dude he's you can see he's got some fire under him uh, if you haven't heard, right, Anson purchased a limited, right? So they, they took over the limited bought, bought out James Lee, but James Lee is still on board, uh, as an advisor and innovator. So you're going to obviously get some more innovative lights coming in the near future and products. I just can't say enough. Thank you to anybody who's listening to this podcast and they came up to me and, you know, started a conversation. I can't remember everybody and I, I apologize, but I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. And, I, and if you ever see me again, I don't want you to feel that I would never talk to you or I would tell you I don't have time to talk to you. I will have time to talk to you. That's I, I, I owe my time to that based on all of you guys' support throughout these years. So I want to tell you I'm very grateful, I'm thankful, and I appreciate you. So thank you. This is not my typical podcast here. I'm sorry I'm not feeling high energy. I'm on my way to go to Kevin's funeral with, with my wife, Mary. I know Kenji, he's him and his wife. <laughs> Kenji, he just left there as well, and he went all the way to Japan. He was going to say, Mike, can you send flowers? And I said, yeah, I'll send flowers for you. No problem. No problem. Ten minutes later, he goes, you know what? I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Kenji's coming all the way back from Japan to Kevin Hillwood's funeral. I'm, I'm flying back with Mary back to uh, Clearwater. I don't care, man, you guys. Man, this, this guy, that John, that guy, that guy freaking busted his balls dude to freaking put on these events helped a lot of people helped a lot of people you might not have met him but if you were there you could feel that this is an event that you didn't want to miss again for most of you guys but on the other hand it's a celebration, right? Kevin Halewood is uh, in a better place, right? Freaking sucks, dude, that always the good people go too soon. I don't know why. I guess I'm not one of them. I'm not freaking, I'm a, I'm a bad egg. <laughs> no. 
No, man, I just, I just, I, I don't know. You know, these podcasts, you know, Joe and I feel like these things are, it's a way for us to vent, right? It's a, it's a way for me and Joe or anybody who's on, has a podcast in a way it's very, uh, very, uh, therapeutic. And I think it's, I think it's healthy. So that kind of sums up my quick thoughts. I'm not going to go deep into, you know, the mobile tech expo, but if you get a chance to go, you should go. You, I, I say this every year and I talk to more people every year there and they're like, man, Mike, I was listening to you for a couple of years. You're telling me to go. I finally go. It was hella worth it. I am just blown away of this or this or that. And you will, you will. It's, it's, it's all the hype and then some. So the, I wanted to talk about too, about, um, you know, I, I always have to remind you guys. And so I work on building my business, not just trying to build more, more services, which we, we do PPF. Now we do some ceramic coating. I'm not going balls in as you guys may or may not know. You've seen me do some PPFs on, on some cars recently, uh, ceramic coating, but what I feel like is most important out of anything before this is, here's my advice, right? Cause I think everyone, what they do is, you know, what I saw at MTE is that everybody's like thinking, all right, I gotta do this. And I gotta do that. And I gotta do this. And I'm paying attention to some of these people. They don't, they're not even, they're not even like, how can I say it? They haven't even polished what they're doing now before they go on to something else. Does that make sense? And I, listen, I'm one of them. I, I don't, I'm always working on making my business better. But I think the one of the most important things, okay, when you do training, and this is for you beginners, maybe you're listening to. But when you're doing training, you should want to know about the business aspect and why it's important to sustain a healthy value in your service, meaning your pricing. If you don't have that sustained or, or you don't understand it well enough, what's well, kind of like building a foundation, right? Or the framework. I always say that framework, foundation, doesn't matter if you're training or if you're learning your business aspect of it or if you're understanding pricing. You have to realize that pricing your business or your, the, your cost of your dent repair and whatever else you do is worth it, right? It has value. You need to believe it has that value so your clients believe you have that value because if you don't, they won't, if that makes sense. It is a mind game. It is, matter of fact, Technically not a freaking game at all. So many people want to concentrate on doing the bigger dents. They want to, oh, if I do the bigger dents, then I'll be more confident doing pricing because if I know how to do these big dents, then I can charge whatever I want. No, 
No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You know how it works? You want you want to get the easiest. You want to get better tomorrow? I'm going to show you. I'm going to tell you, and I hope you listen, because it works. Charge, full, pop. Let me say it again. I hope my pop filter didn't mess up too much. Charge, full, pop. Why? When you charge the best price, when you charge what that sheet tells you or what that Mobile Tech RX or what that Paul Gordon price guide says or what that whatever you're using, remember, a price guide of some sort is are your weapons. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish my thought, so, okay? It is your weapons. If you go, it's like your client, I'm not saying they're a bad guy, but listen, they're, they're ready to tear you apart about your cost. Specifically, if they don't understand why you're coming up with that cost. And that's the battleground between the customer and you. In the middle is the battleground. You don't have any weapons. You're going to get killed. You understand? You're going to get killed. Meaning they ain't going to look at you the same. So let me give you an example. I'm going to finish my thought about this, right? About you getting better. First of all, it's a mindset. You have to believe whatever you're using is the Bible for you. For the paintless dent repair cost. If you don't believe that, then get the hell out of the business, dude. Because you ain't gonna you ain't gonna make it. You're gonna be miserable the whole time. When you believe your price guide or systems and you stick to it, your client doesn't very have much any wiggle room to go to move. They're not going to question it's a menu for your client. Let's, let's say you're confident now, okay? Because that's what it's about. The minute you really stick to your guns, regardless if you're a freaking great tech or you're just learning to be a great tech, if you don't charge the full face value of what you're worth or what you potentially could be worth, then you're shitty. You're going to be bad. You're not going to deliver the best quality outcome. But when you do... Regardless of your skill set, when you start charging full face value, you're instantly 50 to 100% better than you were. Just like that. Do you realize that? Because why? Why? Because your motivation is set. Now it turns into a journey. Now it turns into excitement. Because you're looking forward to that ass kicking. When you don't charge enough, you ain't looking forward to it. Matter of fact, you'll probably find excuses halfway through it why you shouldn't do it. And the first thing you say is, damn, I should have charged more for this. And then you get it out to 80% hoping that you can find some excuse to help the customer will pay you. <clears throat> and then you drop it down. Then you drop it down too low. Here's another thing too. Now I'm going to go back in the mindset thing, but here's another thing. 
why do you charge still too low if you can't fix it or if you can't fix it all the way? What do I mean by that? So let's say you fix the dent, but it didn't come out 100%. You feel bad, so you want to give the customer a discount. Customer goes, oh, that looks that looks better. Yeah. I can only get it like 80%. 80%, yeah, that looks that kind of looks better. Well, so what do I owe you? And the, let's say the bill let's say it's it's let's say it's a, a thousand bucks. Let's just say that. Okay. And he goes, Yeah, that looks that looks good. So what do I owe you? And you said it looks 80%. And you go, ah, 500, 600, that's fine, 600. Well, if it's 80% better, wouldn't you expect to give a customer then 20% off instead of 30 or 40% off or more? I'm just saying. And that 20%, the reason why they come out is because you didn't charge enough. It always ends up that way. Either you quit, it doesn't turn out as good, or it doesn't turn out good and you've made excuses why it didn't turn out as good. But do you see, you don't get better at all. You get worse when you charge too low. I guarantee you, guys, you have a tech that charges full pop. He's not as good as you, and you're is you're a great tech, and you don't charge as much. What do you think is worse? Eventually, that crappy tech will get better because he's going to know. I'm getting paid top dollar. I'm going to sit on here longer. Now, there are some bad techs, but most of the bad techs charge too low. But there are some great techs that charge too low as well. Just saying. What tech and how do you want to run your company? Which way do you want to go? Because if you charge what you're worth, and I know you're scared, and this is where I'm coming up now, you're scared to charge what you're worth because you feel in your head that the client won't pay it. Well, my customers out here, they won't they won't pay. They just don't pay that kind of price. You can't, they don't get those Toledo prices. That's crazy. That's no way. They, they don't do that. Oh, really? Well, how do you know? Well, I, I, I just don't. I, put, I, I tell them the price, and they're, really, what's your social media look like? What, <clears throat> what do you mean? Well, do you, you, you create videos, and do you show a description of what you paid? Do you tell customers what, you, what you, that, the value of that cost was? How much was that dent repair? Well, I don't, I don't do that. Why? Well, because maybe if I might lose customers. Which you ain't getting the customers you want, so you're getting all the customers you don't want, right? So you're, you, you're, you're fishing for the wrong fish. Your bait sucks. The best bait is to create videos, content, build it and back it by showing what the value of your service is worth. It's a menu. No menu. You're going to create swap meet Louie customers. You're going to create people who just want the minimum. 
And then let's go back to mindset. Your mindset. Let me tell you a story about, that's not, it's not even stories. Let me tell you a true story about my mom. My mom was a reverend, believe it or not. So my mom, my mom wasn't your typical reverend though. Okay. She was a minister. Okay. And she didn't, you know, throw down the Bible on you and she didn't, you know, threaten you that you're going to go to hell and all this stuff. She wasn't your, you know, traditional kind of, you know, throw it down Bible person. She was what you put out is what you get back. And she was about the morals, integrity, character. And she told, told you, she'll tell you off and she'll tell you basically the truth instead of what you wanted to hear. But she used to tell me when I was younger, which I didn't get for a long time. And I've re recently remembered this that she told me. She said, Michael, people are like elephants. Once they made up their mind, you can't stop them. They're going to go where they want to go. So I learned that. She always compared to elephants, right? That was one part of an elephant. So I learned, I can tell you, but I can't make you. So we're all elephants, but we're all this elephant too as well. She said, also, people are conditioned like caged or chained elephants, mainly chained elephants. Meaning they have the potential to do whatever they want. They have the strength. They can break that chain, but they don't because they're conditioned. She said, do you ever notice, do you, ever, do you know that when elephants, when they're small, they're chained? And this is mainly in the circus, right? And, and when elephants were in captivity, they would chain, chain them to, the, to one of the legs as a baby. Well, the baby at first would try to get away, but they couldn't because they weren't strong enough. The chain was too strong. So over time, they, they started giving up, not trying to try anymore. And what happened is that that elephant grew up being conditioned to think that they can't that they don't have it in them. They don't have the self-belief anymore that they can break that chain. Even though that elephant could snap four chains at once when they're fully grown. So my point is, you're an elephant. Are you the strong elephant that believes? Or are you the strong elephant that doesn't? And then it always captivate itself. Or it always, shall I say, just limit yourself thinking that you can't when you haven't kept trying. You don't just try, ladies and gentlemen, try with a plan. Write it down. How do you want to grow your business? How do you want your clients to perceive you? How, what's your plan to do it? And I know these videos that you see, including mine, you know, sometimes it, it just looks like fun and games and yada, yada. But if you notice my videos, I always have some kind of informative information about it. I have 60 seconds to make my point because that's all people are watching right now, 60 seconds. 
but I try to do it in an entertaining way, but informative at the same time. Do you realize that's my bait? That's my bait. I don't know what kind of bait you want to have, but I'm fishing for marlin. I'm fishing for tuna. I'm not fishing for mackerel. I'm not fishing for goldfish. I'm fishing for big tuna. That's what I've been getting lately. Why? Because I am conscious about what I believe in, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and it's working. I didn't do this by myself. Joe and I have done this two years, planning and making and failing and doing it again and doing it again. We're the elephants. Sometimes that chain didn't break. But our mindset never stopped trying. I hope you guys could really think about this because we're all elephants and we're all strong and we all can break that chain. Specifically you who's listening to this podcast and going, yeah, I can. A lot of it's mindset. You want to become a great tech, you're going to get your ass kicked. But as long as you have that mindset that you're going to be great, you will. You want to build a great business, you want to have great more than a bunch of services, you will. But you got to have a game plan and you got to believe first. Believe first, build it off of the belief. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to make a donation to the Kevin Halewood GoFundMe um, account, I'll have a link below this podcast. And uh, please do that. So I will see you guys or talk to you guys on the next one. This is just an audio, of course. So thank you very much. Have a good evening and day. Talk to you later.